You are listening to Growing Boulder. I'm Mark, that's Bill. And you know, Bill, one thing that everybody wants to be in life is a success, however you measure that. And some people do it differently. Is it money? Is it fame? Yeah, Jim Carlton could, uh, Mark, have had a whole lot of both money and fame. The guy's a great musician, a talented songwriter, hilarious comedian who ended up choosing to stay out of the spotlight because when it came time to make that choice, Jim decided there were other things in life that were every bit as important. What do Graham Parsons, Jim Stafford, You'd better listen to what I'm gonna tell you. Mason Williams, Joan Rivers, I'm standing on the red carpet going, who you wearing? And the Smothers Brothers have in common? They've all worked with this man. She walked out of the KMR, took one look at my truck, asked me if I'd like to take her home. Jim Carlton is a real slice of Americana, a renaissance man of pop culture, a comedy writer who helped some big names get even bigger and who was content to stay in the shadows while he was doing it. The trap most of us fall into is this unquenching need for fame, for celebrity, and you you never wanted that. It's not, not that I never wanted it, but uh, and this sounds corny, but I, I hope I found peace of mind, Bill. Is there any better goal? The problem is peace of mind usually is a goal you have to go after. And Jim did give it a shot. I did go on the road briefly, on and off for, oh, many years with Jim Stafford, the Smothers Brothers, and Joan Rivers. They were a package. And this is when Rivers was really hot. On the cover of Time and Newsweek and the permanent host for, sub-host for Carson. And so I went on the road just enough to really enjoy the trip, and it was always in casino towns. You know, it was Vegas and Atlantic City and Reno and, uh, of course, L.A. some. And that was a lot of fun. And I got to write for everybody on that, on that show. The question is, didn't he want to write for himself? I had been on stage something like 20,000 hours by that time. <laughs> I knew the reality of, uh, of the situation. Plus, there is no bigger thrill for me than writing a joke and, and seeing it get the laugh, whether it's I who get the laugh or it's someone else. It doesn't matter. It's just, the, it's just fun. I, I, uh, that's a very good question, though, but I think by the, I'd, I'd had so much stage time myself. I didn't need it that badly. And that stage time began in the eighth grade when he joined a band with the legendary Graham Parsons. We started out in 1962 in a rock band called The Legends, and we played stuff by The Ventures and uh, you know, and Chuck Berry and uh, whatever else was on the charts that was accessible to people who didn't have a lot of chops. Yeah, you know, we only knew a few chords and we were just doing what we could do. Jim Stafford was in that group. He was a great guitar player even then. He and Stafford established a lifelong friendship. Jim even helped write the lyrics to one of Stafford's biggest hits. He wrote for the Smothers Brothers, Pat Paulson, Gallagher, Roger Miller, Johnny Carson, and David Letterman. I've had my cup of coffee in the big leagues, as they say, or maybe a little more than that. 
and uh, I'm still getting, uh, you know, I'm still very well connected. And he's using those connections because now Jim has found his voice. One hug and one kiss later, she unplugged her refrigerator. That's when I knew I was helping Dixie move. And he's got plenty to say. I will admit, there's nothing more fun for me now than doing a stand-up. You know, I've opened for, you know, any number of people as a stand-up, as just going out there 30 to 40 minutes. I've always looked for the joke. That's one of the things I hit it off with Graham right away. Graham would have been a great comedy writer. And uh, Stafford, of course, was, Mason Williams, the Smothers, everybody uh, I've run, been able to run with have, have uh, always had a great sense of humor, always had a great sense of the joke, always looking for the joke. It is addictive. It is just so fulfilling and rewarding, I can't tell you. I, you saw me, I think, when I opened for Roger McGuinn. Uh, one of the times I opened for Roger, I think the last time. And was I not having a great time? That's the thing about Jim Carlton. He always has a great time, always looking for the next challenge. He's a writer, a journalist, published in over 75 magazines, and he's about to become an author. Sounds like a guy who'd have no regrets. I don't understand people who say, I have no regrets. I have 10,000 regrets if I have one. And I'd go, <laughs> I'd go back and make a number of changes. And, you know, we're all embarrassed about things that we've done. At least I am. One thing he doesn't regret is the wisdom he's gained from his experience. What have you learned about life? Pay cash. It's one of the best lessons. And all the corny stuff. Just respect your fellow man, be honest. You know, if you say you're going to do something, do it. That's all. all it's all cornball. And it's all so true. <laughs> Be a good person. What an interesting guy. You know, Jim's added another occupation to his resume. He's also the author of the book Conversations with Great Jazz and Studio Guitarists. A book that was written partly in memory of Jim's good friend and bandmate Graham Parsons, who died more than 30 years ago at the age of 26. Just one reason that Jim Carlton always tries to grow bolder, living his life to the fullest. ¶¶